Welcome to the Rooted Life Change Podcast. We believe that lasting life change can happen for your good and for God's glory. This week, we are picking up and we're going to kind of be, again, still talking about this idea, this concept of coming out of denial, of admitting that we have a problem. We've kind of looked at it from a couple different angles at this point. We talked about what denial is and how we can't get help if we don't if we're denying that we need help or that we have a problem. Um, we've talked about um, the metaphor that the Bible kind of uses to talk about the health of our souls, this idea of fruit and thinking about the fruit that our lives are bearing. Are we bearing good fruit or are we bearing sour fruit, unhealthy fruit? And what does that indicate about the condition of our hearts, the condition of our souls, and how we are doing. And want to kind of just revisit and remember, remind us about a concept that I talked about a couple weeks ago called uh, choosing your heart, right? Uh, this was this addressing this whole idea, this whole concept that if we choose um, that if we choose to not make a change, right? Sometimes we default to this place of like, continuing down the path that I'm already on is easier than stopping and making a change. And in some ways, it is a little bit easier because it doesn't involve us breaking a habit, but that doesn't mean that it is easy, right? Sometimes when we're thinking about making change, uh, bringing about um, making a difference in our life and changing the directory we on, we think that the change op option is the hard one. And we think just staying where I'm at, that's the easy one. That doesn't take and cost me anything. And that's not true, right? Staying where we're at is costing us something. It's uncomfortable. It's leading us to a place where we ultimately don't want to go. If I continue to behave or to exist or to have the same things going on in my life right now, what? Um, and those are still happening in five, ten years where am I likely to end up? And is that a place I want to be? That's costing me something. It costs us a lot of discomfort. And so this whole idea of change is not an idea between, want, to, want us to get rid of the idea that there's an easy option, which is just doing what we've always done, and a hard option, making change. The fact is, is that there are two options, and they're both difficult, but only one of them has an outcome that we're even remotely interested in seeing. And that is an important concept to remind and recall ourselves to, because I'm going to talk about sort of some of the consequences of not making change today. If we continue to stay in denial, where are we going to end up? What are the consequences of it? What are the hard things that are going to come at us if we continue to say, you know what? Like, I know that this addiction, I know that this cycle, this pattern, this hurt, um, it's, if I don't do something about it, like, I know I should do something about it, but I don't want to. And let's talk about, well, if you don't, what is going to be the consequence of not addressing that? What's going to happen? So there's a couple of things that kind of come to my mind of, what staying in denial, what staying on our current path or trajectory of not opening up and admitting that there's a problem, there's a couple things that that does. 
first thing that that does is it suppresses our feelings. It squashes our emotions. It shrinks our hearts. Because if we're in denial, we can't be honest about how difficult the circumstances we are. If we are constantly wearing a mask and pretending that, oh, everything's all right, I don't have a problem, and every time somebody asks you, oh, how are you doing, or how's that thing going, and you say, oh, it's just fine, everything's dandy, I've got no problem, you are suppressing your feelings, and that can cause a whole myriad of problems. Feelings are a really interesting thing, and we'll talk about them more here on the podcast, I imagine. But some of the things that you might not realize about your feelings, in one thing it took me a while to learn, is that our feelings don't go anywhere until they've found resolution, until they have been expressed. Maybe you've seen uh, the Disney movie uh, Inside Out. It's this animated story that is fantastic, and I recommend uh, adults watch it as well as children. And the idea of this story is that our main character, we get to see the emotions inside her head played out by these little characters. And what we find is that she's living a life where she's constantly suppressing an emotion of sadness. She can't allow herself to feel sad. And that begins the make a cascade amount of problems until things escalate and she begins to feel anxiety, she begins to feel anger, she begins to feel depressed, and she ends up running down a road that she doesn't want to go down, and she ends up in a lot of trouble. And all because she was suppressing the feeling of sadness. She didn't feel like she could feel sad. And when we're in denial, when we are not uh, talking about our problems, our hurts, our cycles, and we're not getting the help we need, we're in a place of hiding. We're suppressing our feelings, and that is going to bind us up inside. And it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be good because that emotion is going to want to find a way to express itself. And that's when we start to pull on multiples of addictions or unhelpful outlets, or we begin to just, oh, I need this to vent, even if this is a really unhelpful thing, because we're venting pent up and suppressed emotions rather than addressing them head on. The other thing that staying in denial will do is that it costs us energy. It will, um, it takes energy to, to constantly be putting on a mask, to constantly be saying, you know what, this is fine. Don't worry about it. This isn't a problem. Oh, you know, I kind of, somebody maybe saw a little bit too much of me at one point. I'm going to kind of have to hide that up. I'm going to have to pretend a lot, make a lie, right? It is exhausting to remember the different lies that we've got going on, to feel like we're going to be discovered. Um, All of that takes energy. And rather than us just showing up as who we are, we're taking the energy to put on a face. We're taking the energy to keep up appearances, to convince others that we look a certain way or we are a certain way. That's exhausting. takes energy from us that we could be using in other ways. And then it stunts our growth. If we were to stay in our Um, place of denial, of continuing down the path that we're on, it stunts our growth. We're not going to grow if we're in a place of denying any places that we need to grow. 
this is a um, this is a really big deal. This is something that happens in um, all of us where we are kind of stuck. Is one of the things that keeps us stuck is an unwillingness to admit the places where we need to grow, to think and say, okay, like I maybe don't know everything. I've got a problem. I need help. I need to grow, right? If you've got an athlete and they're on a team and and they think they are the star player, but they actually kind of stink, right? If you've ever seen someone who's on a team and they think they are the best player on that team, right? They're going to be the one to keep the ball. They're going to want the one to want to make these big plays. But if they're not actually all that good, their success rate is going to be kind of lousy. They're not going to uh, complete as much as they should. And what eventually will happen is the coach will eventually stop putting them in the game because they're not getting any better. And they would rather have a player who knows how good and bad they are uh, that's not going to make stupid decisions thinking they are the best player on the team. We need to have the humility to recognize the places where maybe we don't know as much as we think we do, that someone else might be able to see into our souls and into our life and bring understanding that we don't have. This is a big thing. A lot of times we think we know ourselves best, but sometimes people can see blind spots that we don't necessarily see. We become so accustomed to our own blind spots, we forget they're there. But other people often are very keen at identifying the places where we're not paying attention and where perhaps we need to grow. So staying in denial is going to stunt our growth. We're not going to get better. We're not going to grow. We're not going to progress forward. So, so far we've said it's going to suppress our feelings if we were to stay in denial about our need for change and help. It's going to cost us energy. It takes it out of us to stay in denial. It stunts our growth. It keeps us from growing. And then fourthly, it isolates us. If we are trying to keep others from finding out that we have problems, that I need to grow, that I need help, we're going to be isolated. We're going to need to keep people away from us at an arm's distance. There is this massive weight that can sit upon a person's shoulders, and it's this question. The question is, if someone were to know me, Honestly, to honestly know, to see me, to know my weaknesses and faults, to know my past, what would they think of me? Would they like me? More important, would they love me? Would they still accept me? And that's a question that many of us sit with in the back of our heads, wanting to ask that question or to have the experience of someone saying, yes, even with your faults. I still want to be in relationship with you. We desire to hear that answer, but we never, ever want to take the risk of asking that question. And that becomes increasingly more so the more secrets, the more things that we're keeping in denial, the things that we don't want to talk about. The more of those we have, the more we don't want to ask that question and the farther we need to keep people away from us. So it 
Staying in denial suppresses our feelings, costs us our energy, stunts our growth, isolates us. And then here's a really, really important one is the last one is that it lengthens our pain. It makes it so that the circumstances that we are experiencing are going to continue to be painful, to continue to last as long as possible. Let's think about this for a minute. Let's take the example that every kid, every human has to figure out at some point, the Band-Aid, right? You've got a boo-boo, you get a scratch, you've got a something, and you got to cover up a Band-Aid, and then it's been a day or two, all right, time to take that Band-Aid off. What is the best way to take that Band-Aid off? Is it just a little, little peel it up and just slowly pull it, or to just rip it off, right? And we know that Ripping it off, getting all that pain out of the way is way less than doing it ever so slowly and peeling it off of the skin. I hope I'm not making anyone nauseous or disgusted here. But the whole idea here is that we know that it's better to just get it over with than it is to draw it out. Let's think about um, this in a maybe more adult context. Um, Let's think about the idea of maybe you've got a thing on your to-do list. It is the thing you don't want to do, right? It's maybe it's a bill you don't want to pay, or maybe it's a task. Maybe you need to go fill out a form, or maybe you need to talk to somebody, right? There's a task, a to-do thing that you just don't want to do. It's your least favorite thing. It's a pain you wish you could avoid it. Now, you've got a couple different options of ways of kind of addressing that. You could put it on your to-do list and you could do everything else except for that one, right? And you could just kind of, it could become that perennial task that you just keep moving to your next to-do list because you don't want to do it. You keep finishing to-do lists, but leaving that one thing undone. And every time you sit down to make that to-do list, you're like, ah, I still haven't done that thing. And it's the thing that's going to come into your mind in the middle of the night when you're laying in bed and you can't sleep and you're just like, oh, I still need to do that. I really ought to do that thing. I just haven't. I don't want to do that thing. Right? We get <clears throat> into this place of continually pushing that off. And what we do is we just feel this weight of this thing that maybe has a due date or maybe is beginning to build up in consequence because we're not getting it done. And that and then we eventually get it done we either because the due date is here or because it's the last possible moment at which we could get this possibly done we get it done right oh and you feel this immense relief i'm like oh that's finally over with that's finally not going to be on my to-do list again that's fantastic and we feel this immense amount of relief and what i also find is that usually once i've done it i'm like man, that was not as bad as I like. Like, it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And it certainly wasn't worth all of the dread, all of the anxiety of all the weight of having that constantly floating around in my mind and nagging at me every day as I said, I really ought to do that thing, right? We know (laughs) right? That that task, if as soon as it comes up, if we were to take quick action on it and take care of it right away, it's going to cause us much less suffering than if we just drag it out and try and push it off. And we know that, 
but we still, for some reason, push it off. And so when we stay in denial, when we're not, you know what, I don't want to talk, or I don't want to deal with that problem, let's not uh, talk about my addiction, let's not talk about my cycles, I don't want to deal with the fact that my life seems to be stuck here because of these things, I want to keep pushing those off because I'm afraid of the pain that's going to come with addressing them. The fact is, is that you are experiencing pain. We are experiencing pain when we're in denial. It's constantly in the back of our minds. It's lengthening our pain. It's stunting our growth. It's costing us energy. It's suppressing our emotions, and it's isolating us from people who love us and want to support us. So those are some of the things that staying in denial can compound and bring about in our life. And soon those things begin to become like magnets for other problems, right? If we're isolated, if we feel our emotions are being suppressed because we don't want to talk about our addiction, depression is most certainly on its way right? Anxiety is certainly going to be uh, popping its head up when we begin to find ourselves um, forced to interact with people or finding ourselves in a place where uh, we we need to kind of hide up or cover up uh, parts of ourselves and parts of our things that aren't going well in our lives. So those things are consequences. And so let's take this week, right? Think about kind of the consequences of the path that you're going down. If you have an addiction, if you have a pattern that you are seeing repeated in your relationships, if you have a cycle, if you have a hurt, if you need to make life change, take a moment and spend some time this week. Maybe journal out or have a conversation out loud with yourself or reflect or maybe talk with a close friend and just wonder aloud, what is my life going to look like if, it, if, I, conti- if I continue to live exactly how I am living right now, how will my life look in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? How will my life look at the end of my life? If I continue to do the things that I am doing, if my addiction never changes, if I never enter in and become sober, if I never uh, break these chains, what will be the effect on my life? Will I lose relationships? Will I continue to be more and more isolated? Will the emotions that I'm suppressing continue to well up inside of me and needing an outlet? <clears throat> if I never address this hurt that's in my life, will that build up into me a character of bitterness, of anger, of frustration that is going to impact how I love and serve others? Is it going to limit me from taking risks and exploring new things in the future? Take some time. Evaluate the path that you are on. Last week, we were talking about those fruits, those sour fruits. Look at that list and say, if those sour fruits, if those spoiled fruits that are unhealthy stay present in my life now, and let's just say they stay at least as bad as they are, probably get worse over the course of my life, where is that going to lead me? 
identify that place that that's going to lead you. And that's not meant to be a condemnation. It's not meant to be a uh, how bad are you. It's simply just trying to wake ourselves up. It's trying to take stock of where is it that I'm going? And if I know where I'm going and I realize that that's not where I want to go, we can begin to take the moment and say, all right, let's change. Let's take the next off ramp. Let's find a different way of living. And let's do all of that again through grace. I was talking about that whole idea of if someone knew all of the nasty, ugly things about me, if they could see all of my sour fruit, all the problems that are in my heart and life, what would they think of me? Would they still want to be in relationship with me? Would they still love me? That's a question that we all long to hear answered at some point in our life. And the answer to that question for uh, for you, for anyone who's listening, who wants to follow after and know God, is that, yes, God does indeed love you. That's the fantastic thing about the gospel. See, the gospel says that while we were still sinners, while we were still stuck, while we were still broken, while we were still in all of our mess and problems, God loved us. God loved us first. And God said, I'm going to love you where you're at because I want to bring you somewhere new. Jesus died not for perfect people, but for broken people. He died for you and me. He died for people who need to grow, who have problems, and he loves us in the midst of those. Sometimes we get this idea of God as this kind of taskmaster who expects us to immediately change and become this perfect Christian person. And that's not true. I believe that God has enough grace and compassion and understanding and faithfulness and long-suffering that he knows exactly what you're capable of. If today, where you're at, you you can't be where you're going to be in uh, a couple of years today, right? You can only be where you're at. If you're capable of one step forward, closer to Jesus, closer to where he's calling you, then that's all he's expecting. He's not expecting you to transform overnight. He's expecting you to just fix your eyes upon him and take one step. And we can do that because... If we were to look at the face of Christ, if you could behold Jesus and see what he looks like as he sees you and all of your problems and your life and exactly where you are right now, you would see not a God who's shaming you or or shaking his head or is so disappointed. You would see a God who is beckoning you closer, who is saying, come on, let's, let's take care of this together. You would see a God of compassion who is not here to bring about judgment on those who um, are seeking to repent, who want to experience love and transformation. That is the grace that God offers in Jesus Christ, and that is the gospel. And that is so key to the change that we want to see. Like we said, I believe that lasting life change can happen for your good and for God's glory. 
Thank you for joining us today. Um, appreciate you listening. Please subscribe, comment, and leave us a review. Um, let me know what questions and things and thoughts these episodes have been bringing up for you. I'd love to hear um, how you're interacting with this. Until next time, 